listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are here at Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, coming to you live from the, what room is this? What do you call this room? It's the draft room. It's the draft room of the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. The voice you heard was a distant voice, a voice not heard very often as of late, Andreas Morris. How are you, Andreas? Every week. Every week. And then we've got Jeff Paulus here. Jeff, how are you? I'm very good. And in fairness, even on Valentine's Night, when he can't be here, he is watching. (laughs) We've heard that. We've heard that. And our special guest in from TSN 1260. And all points in between, Mark Majot. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing today? Thanks for having me. This no, is fun. This, this, we've had some great banter, and we haven't even really started anything. I, yeah. I listen to a ton of podcasts. But this is maybe only the second or third time I've ever been on a podcast. Yeah. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having yeah. me. Yeah. No so worries. It's the first time you listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was cramming on the way That's over, right. boys. Well, it's just a great thing to have. So, Mark, we're going to start off right away yeah. just chatting with you about... Um, well, we should introduce Jamie first. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. My Jamie. bad. My He's bad. Hide over here. There, there is another J-Dog in the mix. Uh, Jamie, uh, go ahead. Umbach. I, I always screw up on your last name. Uh, people have said Umba, Umbach, Umbach. Are I you? said that twice. Are you back? But, uh, I'm back. Oh, there you go. More powerful than ever. More powerful <laughs> than ever. Jamie's become the new James. Yeah, so to speak. James is uh, unfortunately the producer of old, our media guy at the FC Edmonton, uh, is moving on to greener pastures and uh, isn't part of the program anymore, unfortunately. But Jamie is in here, fortunately, uh, filling in those uh, giant feet and uh, becoming the media guru of uh, FC Edmonton. So welcome aboard, Jamie. Happy to be here. Thanks, boys. Whoa, whoa, whoa. James set this up with me. Did you fire James? Yeah, yeah so, sorry. What well, Mark, let me guess tell you. If you brought on as yeah. soon as he said Mark was coming that what on, happened? he was oh, out the door. I don't blame you guys. Well, that's hey, not, you got a good guy. Here. There's no blaming involved. Um, yeah. And we do wish James all the best. Oh, of I course we say, wish him all know, the best. Um, yeah, and he'll be missed. He's, uh, a, he's a fun guy to have around, and uh, he will be missed. Yeah. He's a Canucks fan, and, right? And, and, uh, what's wrong with yeah. the yeah. Canucks? So he doesn't like, he doesn't like so. hockey. <laughs> um, yeah. But and, and Jamie, of course, welcome to you. And uh, I yeah, mean, thanks, I know you. I've known you for a long time. Now, let's, you? do you want to get into Amazing. why you know them? I've taught them both. They taught yeah, both of them, them, Mark both. and Jamie. Yeah, that's why they've both uh, not really succeeded in life. Yeah. <laughs> They're both 42 years old. <laughs> two, two Jeff Paulus alumni in the room. So. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a magical thing, a magical thing. You just call the teacher by his first name? It's still Mr. Uh, Paulus. Yeah, we'd be probably on for like, sure. Mr. Paulus. Stage, I think, so. Yes, way back, like... I feel a little saying this, but 13 years ago, 13 years ago, it's been wow. that Mr. Long? Paulus was my That's Scotia crazy, head actually. teacher. That is absolutely crazy. Yeah, I know. Like, like, boys. Yeah, like my first year smoked, of teaching. Man. My first year of teaching. Yeah. 13 years. It's unbelievable. It's been That's a while. Crazy. We thought the world had some problems back 13 years ago. <laughs> no. yeah, where we are, here we are today. <laughs> yeah. Totally yeah. different. Totally different <laughs> nowadays. But, Mark, we understand. Well, we don't understand. We brought you on because you're from TSN 1260. Yes, I am. What do you do at TSN? Oh, I do a bunch of things. I think most people know me. I'm from the Jason Greger Show from 2 to 6. I'm his co-host producer. I try to keep him uh, in line. I work a show on Saturday mornings called The Basketball Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also part of the Oilers pregame shows. I used to work with uh, the Oil Kings broadcast a little bit. So kind of the Swiss Army knife around the station, but known mostly as uh, the guy who's with Gregor riding shotgun from 2 to 6. Well, I'll tell you right now, after after being in that business for a little bit myself, it's guys like you that really are the glue of what goes on. And, and, and so, so much of the time, you're not 
given any sort of kudos for what you do, but uh, trust me, it's without guys like yourself in the mix, the station doesn't operate. The analogy that we try, or was taught to me at school, actually, and it's so true, it's like when you see a duck floating on a lake, it looks calm, but underneath you just see it fighting like hell to stay afloat. That's what a radio station is like. If you're yeah. just tuning in, everything sounds fine. You have no <laughs> idea what's going on. <laughs> just to keep it going afloat. That's so. a good one. It's yeah, a, that is a good one. Yeah. I like that. Yes, very much so. So, um, Mark could also cut his teeth with Epsi Evanston a little yes, bit. Wait, yes, wait, I think yeah, first yeah, or yes. second season. Oh, wait, you'll be a renouncer, weren't you? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. That was 2012, I think yeah. it was. Wow. That was my first year That's officially right. with the team. Yeah. That was mine as well, yeah. yeah. I was there that wow. year. I was there in 2012 yeah. as well. Actually, actually, he wouldn't have been able to wear that hat, I'm telling you what, when he first came and, and worked with us as the PA guy. I think you had an afro. Yeah, I didn't have the hair quite yeah. big. Yeah, that's, that's part of the reason why I cut the hair, because I just miss wearing hats so much. <laughs> Look sharp. You well, know. thank you. Thank you. Would you have been able to wear that hat with the gaffer's rules? Well, the gaffer would have tossed him out of the stadium yeah. altogether. Yeah. We're not in a gang. Yeah. That was a terrible Scottish accent. I, I, I thought, you, I, I thought you were sick for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. His is a terrible Scottish accent as well. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I think I was there that year when uh, Andreas was the media guy, and he actually gave me my first ever media pass. Oh, wow. And uh, ever in my career. You so are a big a, moment. He's you a see how I get boy. people started, D-Dub? They just knock yeah. on my door and well, I give them a chance. You so. hadn't started anybody for the last couple of weeks, so. Wow. You know what I remember? <laughs> Go ahead. I was going to say, what I remember most about that first year, do you remember the lightning game where it didn't yes. finish till was it right after midnight? Yeah, it was just after midnight. Because yeah. 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 every time lightning would strike, they'd have to bump it back. And mm-hmm. wait half an hour. That's right, yeah. half hour every time yeah. a strike It's an annoying rule, actually. Well, you know, hey, rather have an annoying rule or someone get a bolt of lightning. How often does somebody get hit by lightning. Take a chance. It, in theory, it seems fine, but when you've been waiting 27 minutes and the lightning strikes and you got to wait another 30 minutes. That's annoying. Yeah. Yes. I think about it as a player. You know, you're sitting there not knowing. I understand that, but yeah. if you're not YouTubed some of that or seen people, an entire I choose field. to stay off this internet. <laughs> but it's, uh, it, it makes a huge difference when you, uh, you know, if you're out there around. I've actually been on a pitch that was struck by lightning. Really? I had a buddy in high school who had scary, a piece man. of lightning, like, hit off, you know, the, the, the soccer post with the football post on yeah, yeah, them? Yeah. So a piece of lightning, I don't know if that's actually what it's called. A hits, chunk of lightning <laughs> flew about the hits place. Hits the thing, and then he's got a ponytail back then. He had a ponytail, and one of those elastic bands with a little piece of metal. No. Keeping the thing together. And a little strand comes off, hits him there, blows his hair up straight up. No. So... Not only did he get hit by lightning that day, we got in trouble for skipping class. <laughs> oh, the double whammy. Double whammy. Uh, about another double valuable whammy. lesson. Dudes should not have ponytails. Don't skip school and don't have a ponytail. Yeah, no yeah. ponytail, please. Please, someone will strike you down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, well, let's get back to the, uh, the TSN kid yeah. here. And... Uh, I know you're a fan, obviously, being part of FC Edmonton at times. Um, how did I get started? Well, I mean, how did, <laughs> well, how did you get started down that path? I mean, because obviously, when you're starting, when you finished at Nate, which I'm sure you did, yeah. uh, which is the broadcasting yeah. course there, fantastic course. It is, yeah. Um, what sort of, I mean, obviously, you went into it with a mind to be part of sports in general? Or, or did you, no, or was it just... 
Okay. I got into the radio program in January of 10, and I've always been a big sports fan, like just naturally always growing up following pretty much every single sport. And then yeah. when I got into the program, I was planning to be like a, like a rock DJ after the first two, two semesters. Things were going well. And then uh, someone from the station, actually, Corey Graham, who's the voice of the Oil Kings, came in just to speak to some of the sports fans. Uh, he gave us a business card saying, hey, if anything I could do to help, send me notes. I sent him an email saying, hey, could I come watch you do a game? And let me kind of sit with him in the booth one game, and then he said, hey, we're looking for board operators. It's Saturday, Sunday mornings. It's boring, but if you wanted, it's yours. So I kind of did that when I was still in school. Came time to get an internship. Everything just kind of fell right into yeah. place, and then seven years later, six or seven years later, here That's we are. That's awesome. So you actually did an internship with, I guess it was Team 12. Yes, it was Team back in the day. I, the day. Yeah, I worked on the night show with uh, Corey Graham, because he was still doing that at the time. So I worked with Corey for... Ooh, I think six, six, no, actually a full year with Corey, actually, and then a couple changes happened. Uh, I worked with Jason Strudwick for mm-hmm. two and a half years, and uh-huh. I've been with Jason ever since, so I'm bad at dates. This is my third Oilers season with Jason. And you're allowed Brainer. to moonlight once a year. You're, you're his producer and co-host, yeah. but you're allowed to do other shows yeah. oh, and yeah. other things. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm still yeah, part of a basketball show, pregame show, and really... We're all we're a close knit group there, so if anyone needs a hand with anything, it's we're all pretty free flowing throughout the building. So right. it's a good, it's good environment. It's funny because I, I remember when they first started talking about doing a soccer show on the program, and Low Tide they did oh, do yeah. it. Yeah. I know Low Tide yeah. stepped up to do it, and then I started thinking, how many shifts does this guy take? Low Tide is probably at the station right now, regardless of when you're listening to this podcast. Low Tide is probably it working. Is right oh my now. god! Really. Like, I mean, yeah, he, I he's, he works hard. Yeah. I was lucky enough yeah. to be in broadcasting too back in Vancouver when I was living there, and I mean. You worked your shift and then you went home, you yeah. know. Or you might do the odd extra thing if you got asked to do the extra thing. But that's the thing. That's, he, he likes I, what he does, and he's well, that's, that's awesome. He's got awesome. Uh, he's got two older kids, and he doesn't mind working. And this is, he's not working twelve hour days every. No, no, day, of course. Yeah, he's, he's there six days a week, sometimes seven. Wow, that's that's phenomenal. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's much like football it's, people. It's, well, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah. For sure. I mean, there's, I'm sure the, 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 the other four of us that are in this room can uh, attest to in season how yeah. much you. How much time you put into the work and the job? Yeah, so. some of the guys were asking me about the preseason trip. What, how many days we're going to have off? And I actually said to, it was Albert, and I was walking out with Albert and Tyson today, and I said, actually, we get uh, two days off in a row, and they almost fell down. <laughs> yeah, what? Yeah. Yeah. Summer vacation. Make, make, it makes yeah. a huge difference. A huge difference. <laughs> when when you're sure. in the grind, you just put your head down you just and go. That's hockey yeah. season's like for a lot in this market. It's yeah. hockey, great, and that's kind of what. It's well, like you can tell when you listen to the radio religiously. Like my, my my channel's always on twelve sixty, and you know when it's the off season because everybody's on holidays oh, you've got guest yeah. hosts every day yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so one of my thoughts to in regards to the beautiful game and and your thoughts towards the beautiful game um, do you think it's getting better in the media do you think it's becoming a larger animal in North America at least yes. because European stuff is has been going on for ages both television broadcasting oh, yeah. when you're it's over everywhere. there it's you know, the radio shows, you, you hear tons of them. What's the deal with it, North America? Here? It's slow. I think it's slowly getting there. You look at what happened in, in the MLS Cup. Like, that had wall-to-wall coverage on TSN. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, it took that for it to happen. But that's starting to uh, really pick up. Like, the broadcasts on the Saturday and the Sunday morning, that's always been there. But I find there's just more coverage about it now. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's so many networks now. Yeah, no, for sure. Usually you can find what you're looking for. I'm sure it's still not at the level that a lot of... Hardcore fans would like it to be, but if you look at it now compared to even 10 years ago, it's drastically different. Yeah. yeah. Drastically. Like the MLS 
from a North American point of view, has grown leaps and bounds. I found oh, that's yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely, yeah, in, sure. in the states and Canada. I, I think that that uh, it has. I, I think that the hardcore fan, it doesn't. They have access to everything. Mm-hmm. If you're a hardcore fan, with the internet especially, Very you true. can find every single game you want. Yeah. I found a, a Swedish second division cup tie on the weekend. Perfect feed, you know? Yeah. And so the hardcore fan can find it. Now it's the casual fan yep. who can find it pretty yeah. accessibly. And I think that's what's changing more. Yeah, and games like, like the MLS, like you guys obviously know a lot more than me, but MLS, it's not like, it's still good. But it's a, is it a step down from the Premier League a little bit? Absolutely. Like it's, oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 several. Like, it's more, how do you, like, there's more goals, I guess, and that's what gets the average ESPN or TSN viewer to actually tune into a game when sure. they actually tune in and can actually see maybe yeah. two or three goals in a game. Yeah. So that's something that definitely is starting to get those North American fans on board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. and that... That definitely helps. Now, do you ever do you see it growing here, though? And, and I don't mean just necessarily the television stuff, because that you've seen growth there. It's really tough to. I like the soccer shows. I, I know in Vancouver there used to be one, but again, the Team Ten Forty over there decided to pull it yep. and not have it. Now, is that just purely? A sponsorship base or lack of listeners? Lack of yeah. listeners? What, could, do you, what do you think it be, is? Could, honestly, could be a mix of everything. Yeah. Really, I mean, I know it depends on the market. Like a market yeah. here, uh, this is a hockey market. Yes, uh, Edmonton always has been. Yeah. But uh, you, you figure there's got to be some sort of niche thing. Do they still do, does Low Tide still do the Sunday morning show? No, he doesn't. He still talks soccer during the during busy times. Yeah. Obviously, but yeah, yeah, I think it, it's. Kind of a bit of both, as we mentioned. It, it's a hockey town. Second, it's a hockey town. Third, it's a hockey town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then maybe sure. a little CFL. After yeah, that. maybe the Eskimos yeah. are four. Then it's back to hockey for five, six, and yeah. seven. So yeah. the coverage, it's we we still try to give it a mention. Like we've had Colin Miller on the Gregor yeah. show. Yeah. We usually have him on once every couple of weeks. We try to give it as much as we can, but it's you have to give the people. <laughs> That's the most amount of interest to the highest amount so of people. What kind oh, that of feedback makes sense. do you that makes get sense. when you actually do talk football? I mean, I know when a we lot talk of soccer, Eddie's, I know a lot yeah. of people chime in. Well, when we talk Eddie's, I'm not just saying it. We do get a lot of text groups saying, thank you for talking about this. Because the people, oh, we get instant feedback with social media, yeah. Twitter, all that good stuff right yeah. now. And 95% of radio listeners are just quiet and they'll listen, whatever sure. is on. Yeah, but right. when we do talk Eddie's, when we do talk something, we do get texts and tweets saying, thank you for talking about this. Yes, we get the meathead saying, "What can the Oilers get at the trade deadline?" But we also get, <laughs> but you get guys who are saying, "Please stop yeah. talking about this." You I'm get, sure you would. You get, you get sure guys would. saying that about everything, really, okay. and it's. Okay. But that number has dropped off right. quite okay. a bit. So well, that's great. Yeah, that's, no, I mean, yeah, that's no nice one's not. That is good to know. Yeah, they're not really brushing it aside as much as they used to. Right. And of yeah. course, we know how much people like to brush things. What? No, what? I have not. I've come to be random. Of, it's a, it's a podcast. A I could be guys. I could be. Exactly. Now, now I wish we were on Facebook Live so you could see I got yeah. a full head of hair. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Andreas, although he's only here periodically. <laughs> oh, uh, he has a, a head full of hair. It's Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, hang on. There was another one before that, too, wasn't there? Uh, yeah, I think I had to uh, watch uh, the kid or something. <laughs> well, okay, watch no the kid. No excuse for that one. No, there was a meeting you had to go to. He's digging yeah. He's about to fall. By the way, I won't be here next week. <laughs> <laughs> that we know, from what I understand. But I, honestly, I think the work that the Eddies have been doing, giving family affordable fun for people in the market, has definitely been good. Like there's, there's no better way to spend a Sunday afternoon than at Clarkfield if it's a beautiful day. Yeah, oh, I like, agree. Honestly, I agree. And it'll be part part of the time now too with Fridays yeah. and Saturdays. And we have Fridays and Saturday yeah. nights now, Mark. It's and like be huge. Kids starting to play more. Like we all know, 
hockey is expensive to put your kid in. Uh, yeah, definitely, right? Is. And yeah. there's more. We're more of a we're more of a melting pot society or a mosaic. Is that what I'm looking for? Mosaic is social thirteens coming up. Close. <laughs> there you go. There you go. From different cultures in this country that didn't grow up playing hockey. Sure, sure. So that's yeah. definitely definitely changing. Basketball numbers are way up. I know soccer yeah. numbers are way up as well. So yeah. Well, and, and a lot of that's due to the cost of like you're just saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I know I shouldn't be talking about this because of who we are and who our owner is and everything. But I was thinking this on my a drive recently that wouldn't it be great if, if, you know, we've talked about the CPL coming in mm-hmm. here on our podcast many times. Yeah. Um, there's a rumor that there's a Canadian professional league that's okay. going to come in uh, into Canada, the Canadian professional league. Obviously. It's more than It'll kind of mirror the CFL. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it wouldn't be interesting if a CPL team came into Edmonton so that you have that – I mean, it's not going to be Edmonton, Calgary, and hockey, but you could you could actually get a real rivalry. I think oh, yeah. this city appreciates a good rivalry. Mm-hmm. They'll yeah. come out. Sure. And I think so too. I, I think I, that'd be a really cool thing. I, I think going yeah. and playing uh, <laughs> similar teams uh, as you would play like to NHLs, playing against Calgarys. Uh, even you know, but even I'm talking about an NASL team and a CPL team oh, in the I same see, city, I see, I see and they meet in cup competitions, and they meet, they meet in the Amway. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. I, you know what I find? Yeah. That'd I be find, scary. Yeah. I find sports fans just like having a team to root for. Yeah. yeah. Like that is for sure. That's, that's a big part of just being a fan is yeah. just riding or dying with your team, and yeah. that, that that's that's huge. And well, one to root against, and one yeah, to root against, right? Yeah. 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 The one sure. you're for, and the one you're against. The evil villain. Good and evil. The whole thing. I was just going to say, as a kid growing up as a soccer fan in in this city, it didn't matter what incarnation of professional football was here. I was buying tickets for it. Yeah. And I know there's more kids out there like that that are going to, you know, catch on to this. That, oh, there's a professional club in town. Let's go check that out and support it. Yeah. Do I get fined if I say soccer instead of football? Not at all. I've got a question on that, though. Do you ever get grief? Do you ever hear grief that from North American football people? When when world football people call our sport by our real name, do yeah, North American football people get upset by that? A little, but it's like uh, really, this is this yeah. is the hill you're going to die on. I know. <laughs> like, really, yeah. Yeah. and you use your feet you, how many times in a game? You guys had it first, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely, right? Yeah. Probably, yeah, probably, yeah, by many years, by, so, by yeah. hundreds, yeah, of years. yeah. yeah. and by first. about. 200 million participants, <laughs> probably. Yeah. yeah, or give and take a hundred million. Yeah, yeah, there's usually one or two of those guys. But I think for and the I, most part in this room, we're all open to all sports. I mean, we're, actually we're all are. football yeah. fans, we're yeah. all hockey fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't get into sports without loving sports. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, regardless of what niche market yeah. you, you get yourself into, mm-hmm. I I mean, everyone loves it. Most. What's that? I cheer for the Eskimos. Oh yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a Torontonian, I want I want the Argos out of Toronto so we can get an NFL team. Yes. So I don't cheer for that's the one home team I don't cheer for, <laughs> but I do cheer for the Eskimos. Do you think NFL would work in Toronto? Uh, yeah, think so? I do. I do. Yeah, and I Just think that's spectrum. part of the reason why I think part of the reason why Torontonians are actually so hostile towards the Argos is because they just don't want it. Yeah, and and a lot are would love to see an NFL uh, because they all. There is if you if you look at a Bills game, mm-hmm. um, there's probably as many Torontonians yeah. in the stands at a Bills game yeah, as as, as uh, what, what's a Buffalo a Buffalo what's their name Buffalonian a Buffalonian Buffalonian uh, that's a guess oh I don't know right. what the name someone yeah. from Buffalo yeah Buffalo I like that Jamie yeah. a Buffalo a Buffalo <laughs> see a good producer would have his Google yeah 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 oh don't you set up that internet there yeah let me tell you. Um, no, no, I, I used to work with a guy actually who did that. He was in Toronto and he was a Bill season ticket holder, and that's right. that's his team. He would make that trek down. Yeah, 
every other week, and that's might be interesting to see if that ever does happen. Yeah, yeah it isn't. Yeah, and it's become a bit of a um, uh, a fight. Between, I don't know if it's a fight, but um, a discussion at the very least between. Um, Soccer fans and football fans in that city too, because of the well, Argos yeah. moving yep. into BMO Field. And yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a huge. But I think I think uh, of existence for the for the soccer. The Toronto FC did themselves yeah. a huge service by doing as well as they did and mm-hmm. having that great. Oh, yeah. uh, oh that great run! run. Oh, yeah. for sure, yeah. for so sure. I think uh, yeah, the Argos solidified themselves too. within that stadium and for sure. That's their own. If you're not going to pull in the numbers, and that didn't they, can. they put more fans in their game against um, in their final? In the, didn't they have more fans in the MLS final watching TFC play than the Grey Cup in Toronto? I think they did. They were struggling to sell tickets right. for that Grey Cup yeah. for a while, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. Well, they had a couple events at that place in like a pretty short period of time, right? So it was hard to sell tickets for all of those events and sell them out. Yeah, but. they were they were event overloaded mm-hmm. during that time. But taking a look at you know how we're talking about Edmonton is a hockey city, Toronto like. Toronto FC, they're probably the third biggest ticket in that market behind the Leafs and the Raptors. And yeah. that, that was a big That's move right. for them yeah. in the MLS Cup Final, kind of established them as the, the third team in that city, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the Argos yeah. got knocked back, and there's a lot of backlash yeah. just yeah. from the fact that they were taking over the field there. Oh, but, it's um, tons. It's that? Tons of it, tons. It, it's tons. funny talking about the markets because yeah. then you look at Vancouver's market, who yeah. the Canucks are still number one there, even as poor as really? they've been doing. Oh, no, they're switch. That's switch now. I don't no, think so. I think the Canucks are still number one, no, and then it's the Whitecaps. The Whitecaps have no. I, I'll, admittedly, they're giving away tickets, yeah. but they're still classes the tier one sport there. And uh, the MLS is now number two, and the CFL, who was number two, right. is now the third yeah, class honestly, citizen. The Seahawks have probably overtaken the BC Lions in Vancouver. Yeah, to be perfectly honest, I would believe. Point. I would yeah. believe that. Yeah. I would believe that. It's it's amazing how many, um, well, like Toronto and Buffalo, and the Mariners fans that are from yeah. BC that go down every for all the baseball yeah. games too right. is, is phenomenal yeah. as well. When I was in Victoria, they were flying Seahawks flags there too. Oh yeah, yeah. My for God. sure. Well, that's, I, I mean, uh, that's just the way it goes. It, it tells you something about, well, I hate to say it, it tells you something about some of the CFL cities and whether yeah. they're able to maintain yeah. those teams or well, not. Well, so then does that worry you? I mean, you're a big, um, well, I don't know if you're an advocate, but you talk about the CPL a lot. Does that yeah. worry you when they talk about, well, we're going to piggyback on the CFL ownership, um, uh, CFL stadiums? Yeah, no. No. Only because I'm such an advocate for a CPL. <laughs> um, no, I mean, uh, the CPL, it's... It's coming. I mean, there's uh, there was more stuff out today. Mm-hmm. Um, like this this actual official announcement is getting closer and closer. Uh, they've got six to ten solid, uh, financially stable ownership groups. Um, this league is it's here, and uh, so the CFL thing. I think it's good. I think it makes sense because they have these venues that are used eight to ten times a year. That's it for a sporting event. So so it makes a lot of sense for CFL ownership groups. But my understanding is there's also NHL ownership groups involved in owning some of these CPLT or CPL teams. So are there NHL, NHL groups in Canada that are affiliated with the hockey teams? Well, you, uh, Toronto, like did you say like, Toronto? Yeah, I, I, I know what you're talking I, about. Yeah, but there, there's actually why, why every a hockey club, every NHL team is affiliated, is affiliated with, to the did I, did NHL. I, screw that up? Yeah. I meant CFL yeah. teams. So, oh, I see what you're saying. So uh, I, what I'm saying is, it doesn't no. benefit an NHL owner to have an um, uh, outdoor team because right. the stadium doesn't match up. No, but I think they yeah, unless I, you're like the Maple Leaf yeah. Sports and, and you Same own everything. Hockey, too. Well, I guess that's kind of happening in Edmonton as well. Ottawa Sports Entertainment, Entertainment Group, or whatever. Yeah, 
Uh, oh, no, they have the junior hockey team, I think. They have yeah, they got the 67s. And the 67s are in the same complex as the stadium. Yeah, so I guess you're right. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. really so it does interesting. That in Calgary's going to build in one, right? Football, yeah. hockey, all together right. in one. Yeah, yeah. So. which is true. But we're going to take our first break here at uh, Rabbit Radio. When we come back, we're going to ask uh, uh, Mark a little bit about the FA Cup and what he thinks about the pie-eating goalkeeper coach from Sutton. All right, and we'll do all that. You're going to say from FC Edmonton. No, no, he doesn't eat pies at all. Um, (laughs) But we'll do all of that when we come back. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, live. Well, okay, we're not live. We're recording this, and you'll hear it later on in the week. But, you know, for us, it's a Tuesday night. There's a Oilers game in the background with Tampa Bay leading 3-1. to one. We've got our wonderful Rabbit Radio new banner that that's up beautiful. behind us. That it, thing is isn't beautiful. that beautiful? It's a good-looking yeah. uh, It is a good-looking banner. Shout out to King Sign. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to King Sign and the uh, the Burke Group for uh, the logo? having us. Uh, uh, that was uh, done by Marcus Coldaway. Ah, Marcus did a good job there for sure. Marcus did do a good job. He did do a good job in that. Yeah. Guys doing great stuff. He did a great job. He did a good job. That's what he did. Great job, Marcus. (laughs) Thanks, thanks, Marcus. I'll see you at the office tomorrow. But what is Marcus owes you something, doesn't he? What does he owe you? A couple beers. Two pints. Two pints, Marcus. Yeah. Yeah, You'll be listening to this podcast. Should be three now that you got the shout out. Ah, shout out. There you go. I think it's a pint for everybody in this room. Oh, we got to thank Scott, the manager here, for a round. Yes, thanks, thanks, Scott, and the the manager here at first round is. They, you know, delighted the boys here at uh, Rabbit Radio and our be guest with a, with, a, with a beverage. We actually should thank. This this place has been fantastic to us. They have been. Uh, and all the, all the girls that work here are outstanding. It's really a top-drawer place to come if you like sports. Yeah. This is the place to be. It's a sports bar that's operated by sports fans, which is kind of hard to find these days. Yeah. So it's it, is, it is hard to find. They, for they sure. know yeah. what to put on, when to put on. Yeah. They make a yeah. mean turkey sandwich, too. I'll tell you that right. Or yeah. turkey Oof. hamburger. And these tater tots. But yeah. you got to get them extra crispy. Extra crispy. Extra crispy. Yeah, wasn't that, it was a difference for you, yeah, wasn't it? Was, it? Right. <laughs> I noticed it, yes. Yeah. Um, we're going to slide into some of the questions. Some of you people out on Twitter have been asking us questions. Uh, we apologize, actually, right off the bat for not uh, going live this week with Facebook. A uh, bit of a transition uh, in, the, in the equipment and stuff like that, so we're just trying to sort it out. And like I said, we've, we've been trying to set it up so we can actually come back and go live for the entire show. That'll be a little bit more prep time for Uncle Darren oh here. God. But how many people are going to put to sleep? <laughs> wow, it's like a lullaby. Wow, why don't you? Why don't you? Why, we'll put them to sleep when you're not here. How's that sound? That's okay? a good point. I'm going to I'm going to point you in a minute. You oh, know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right, we've got some questions there, Jamie. Fire away. Yeah, you bet. So the first one comes from uh, Kevbo at Real Kevbo on Twitter, and he says some people are concerned about the captain change. Is it concern or is it being blown out of proportion? Blown out of proportion. I think so. I, yeah. You know, as is a lot of the case with uh, changes that go on in a, in a club, there's there's a lot of things that go into it, and it's it's usually not as big a deal as fans might make of it. You know, yeah, I, I think it's more of an indication that uh, of the player that um, indication not the right word, but it's it's more of a, a kudos to Nick Ledgerwood and the player that he is and has been over his career, it, more so than a 
Albert wasn't doing the job because Albert was doing the job. Um, yeah. Colin said that training when he announced it this morning that absolutely uh, it's just it's it was for some something to take off Albert's plate. He's he's carried this club on his shoulders for four years. Give him a break and and let a guy who's you know been a star at the national team level has led the Eddies. Not as a captain, but on the pitch anyway. Last year, give him give him the chance to be a captain at at this point of his career. I think Mick has earned it. And well, I think that's why he's there. Yeah, and he's an Albertan. He's from Lethbridge. He's uh, he's a senior international for this country. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, what a moment for Nick to to lead the Eddies as our captain. And and everything that Dre just said is is spot on. And it's just uh, it's it's a time for change. Uh, we've had some transition in the squad. And this was a good moment for that. And uh, so absolutely nothing to read into this. Yeah. This, this is a good football decision for, for FC Edmonton. Uh, and everybody is uh, is quite happy about, uh, about the situation on, and on both sides. moving forward, yeah, yeah. All, all over, yeah. all around. Mm-hmm. Yes, great. And uh, just to – we touched on it a little bit earlier, but uh, just to go back to it for a quick sec. On, Andrew says, uh, at Andre3, I think it is, he says, what are your thoughts on a recent CanPL news, which is I think referring to uh, the announcement coming here pretty quick, right. uh, that Canada's going to be getting their own professional league. So it's big news. Yeah, it's big news, and you know this is uh, this has been going on for quite a bit. Certainly, social media, and there's a lot of Canadian um, football supporters, uh, soccer supporters for you non-football fans. Uh, thank you. Um, but th- this has been ongoing for quite a while, and there's been constant talk about the CPL getting started up. When's the launch it going to be? And you know, it was great. I thought because uh, one of the uh, I consulted, I guess he is, for the CPL. He says when the CPL is ready to be announced, it'll be announced. Uh, instead of announcing things too early, not yeah. being ready to go and then look and then being embarrassed. And then looking so silly over we've it. got to get this right as a country. You know, we we've had it professionally before that that didn't last. So this has to be done properly. And uh, they're taking their time. They're how much time is enough to announce? Uh, they're talking about before. I remember you guys saying uh, that they're they're aiming for 2018. They are. So yeah. you want to give yourself also, time to market the league. They, they For sure, Dre. And, and, you know, they talk 2018. Uh, I've, I have heard uh, from somebody that's been involved in discussions in CPL that that if, if the date gets, gets pushed back to 2019, so be it, as long as it's done properly. Uh, so the whole thing for them is making sure that they're ready to go, that the launching of the league is going to be successful, and that there's not going to be a, a launch. And then, oh, okay, well, we're not but ready that's yet. That's already happened, so, right? If they've already leaked 2018 as a date, and then they don't do 2018. And they well, I mean, they haven't leaked it. That's been the goal. Okay. And, they, mm-hmm. and they've set themselves that this is our goal, but it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, a, a hard goal. Yeah, I was right? going to say it's not a hard yeah. date. Yeah. Now, I mean, the thoughts, thoughts could be that they might do something provisionally. So they play... Um, to allow the guys to work through kinks, work through travel, or do you think all that would be sorted out before the league so. would actually yeah. start? And I would hope not. Yeah, don't do yeah, an yeah. exhibition season. We don't yeah. want provisional. No. Yeah, I don't think that helps the league. I think that that detracts from it and would, would actually make it more difficult to sell. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. if, if you look back at how we started, and right, say we FC Edmonton exactly. started, it was yeah. signing, to, to and all due respect to the guys that we had on that first year, yeah. it was your Chris Cooey's and your Kyle Yamada's and your Chris Lemire's and your local top local stars. And all beneficial right? to the club. For I mean, sure. For sure. They, same, did same us thing they took us to the playoffs in that first yeah. year. Yeah, but, they did. but my point is yeah. that that league is not as easy to market as a league where you're signing you know, big international players. Yeah. Not even big name, but uh, you know, bigger names than a 
Chris Cooey, maybe. You know, I mean, no offense to, again to Chris Cooey, but but there are bigger names that you can get and market a league around. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think that would benefit the CPL to start like that. I think That's it, right. It's better to have the money in place, ready exactly. to sign good talent. And yeah. it's all it's a little bit tough to do, especially when you're when when you're trying to get a guy from Europe or South America who's obviously never heard of the Canadian Premier League because it's never existed before. It'll be tough to to really get those star players in that first year, maybe even two years. Well, Chris Cooey is listening, and he's pissed that you keep throwing him. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry, Chris. I, well, I echo everything you guys are saying. I, I, I mean, if you caught the 30 for 30 on the XFL, yeah, no. been on TV, no. it's really good. It just shows you you want to do things right rather than right away. Mm-hmm. Like, take your time. It's just so there's yeah, not right. pie on your face or cake on your face. Whatever. So yeah, you'd, rather, you'd rather take a couple years and do it right than crash and burn within the first 18 mm-hmm. months. And that appears that's kind of what they're doing. Yeah, I, I like the fact that they've, they've got a marketing group that's going to be working with the entire league. Is they, are they still well, working the towards intent, that? The intent is to have, my understanding is the intent is to have a, a sum like, uh, an organization similar to some, which, yeah. uh, of course, drives the MLS yeah. uh, sponsorship marketing machine. So, and, and we know now the MLS, as far as a marketing organization, is is why it's able to sell franchises two hundred million dollars now. Yeah, uh, because so, of the marketing work they do. So, so now that we've pumped the tires of the Canadian Premier League, what does that mean for the NASL and 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 its well, its lone Canadian franchise? I think we we stay NASL. You know, I think Tom Tom Fath is pretty adamant that that as long as the NASL is here, then we're here, and uh, this is our league. We all want to be in this league, and um, I, you know, as a I'm an advocate. I'm, a, I'm an advocate of the NASL, but you know, I'm 47 years old, and I've played this sport in this country since I've been five years old. Mm-hmm. So, so as a, a diehard Canadian footballing fan, I want a CPL, and, and I want it as a development coach. I want it to grow the sport in our country. I want it so we've got better players, better coaches, better refs. It opens up administrative jobs for soccer people as well that are Canadians. And uh, this is what we're missing. And, you know, a big thing that was actually mentioned the last couple of days on Twitter is that FIFA is actually backing this league. FIFA has said that it will sanction this league. It supports the league in Canada. It wants the league in Canada. And uh, that's massive as well. It is massive. And uh, yeah. you think about the last time Canada qualified for a World Cup, 1986. We had the CSL. Canadian Soccer League, yeah. a professional league in Canada that was run coast to coast. Was and it doing well? Was it successful? Was there I, people I in the stands? Was, I think it was. Well, I mean, in I certain cities, it, in certain cities, it was. It was definitely successful in Vancouver, the '86ers. That's the club I actually got my teeth cut in working with them. Um, and uh, yeah, it was. It was. It was good for an initial few years, but then the costs traveling across Canada become an issue. Uh, you have some clubs that are really powerful in drawing, like the Whitecaps were. Um, and we were a kids' sport back then, and I think so. I think it's yeah, a difficult for sure, thing for sure um, to compare how the league might be now versus what the league was then. Because back then, for most of our parents who were hardcore Canadian hockey fans, soccer was a kids' yeah. sport. Soccer was yeah, I'll put my kids in soccer in the summertime, but they're playing hockey as soon as it snows. And uh, so I think the mentality in our country is so different back then towards the sport that we. I'll agree on that, but. Travel still exists. I mean, it's still going to be expensive for this league yeah. to, to operate. Yeah. Um, there, there are going to be some hurdles that they're going to. I, I think, I think you're absolutely right. But much like Jeff's just attested to, that the 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 change in in the way people think about the sport now, uh, the fact that uh, it outnumbers hockey for the number one recreational sport in our country right now. Um, I think mm-hmm. you're going to find much more support sponsorship-wise for covering some of those said costs for travel. 
Uh, I think, you know, it bodes well. participants, right? Yeah. Exactly. 860,000 Canada-wide. And then if you're a sponsor now, compared to the old Canadian League back then, if you're a sponsor today and you want to get involved in this sport, you're looking at 860,000 kids. That means there's 1.6 million parents that are taking those kids to their soccer. Uh, our, our reach now is massive. And then if you can lump that in and, and jump on with you know, how accessible uh, the Premier League is on TV, you can watch Spanish football on TV, you can watch Bundesliga on TV, um, MLS, NASL on, on, uh, on streaming. And that's not um, a detriment to you? That's not a, she's. I'm going to stay home and watch Barcelona play Real Madrid instead of going to watch uh, there's just something Calgary to, FC play Regina. There's just something to be said, but the, to be actually at a field, I agree, the grass, but does the casual yeah. fans see the guys see running around. And, I, yeah. agree, I agree with casual fans, but I think they eventually become hardcore. We're starting yeah. to notice a difference in for, with the FC Edmonton fans and the growth within the, our own supporters Let, and, groups. Yeah, I've encountered you know, a lot of friends. So I, I, done a number, yeah. Even going to my friends group, I encounter a lot of friends who wake up every single morning at 7 a.m., 8 a.m. to watch Manchester United or Everton. But uh, they haven't been to an FC Empton game. And when uh, there was a couple times last year where I actually got them to come out, and a- after the game they say, Jamie, this is what I've been looking for, that, that right. sort of experience, right? This is, I wasn't able to get it through TV. I was supporting teams that way. But um, being able to support my hometown team is great. It's just more about getting them to that first game. And then after that, it just it snowballs. I think if we actually had somebody who was quite a quality writer of some sort... Where do you find those? Put, put something together. Here, churns them out. And like you could butter. churn out the churn out some of that stuff. Money that's from just, my class. Oh, and maybe sorry, from your class at one point. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been a long, long yeah. time. But, but can you picture this, though? I mean, you've been to Halifax, Jay, so you know you can love appreciate it. my love of the city. But can you picture in Halifax, Wanderers Grounds, all the supporters meet up, uh, whether it's Spring Garden Road or one of the places just down from the Citadel, and they meet at their local pub. Uh, the Old Triangle was my favorite. So let's say we start off at the Old Triangle. Saturday afternoon, uh, meet up at 11 o'clock. Um, drink until 1. Make your way to Wanderers Grounds, which is just a walk. Watch the game. 4 o'clock game's over. And then straight back downtown. What a day that would be. Yeah, yeah but you just... And I agree. Halifax, you just painted a beautiful picture for everybody who loves Halifax. And I'm included. But same thing could happen... In Edmonton, right? You start at the fireside, have a couple pints, wander your way down to Clark, past the Dust Bowl of Lafarge. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, for sure. I, yeah. No, for sure. And I think, I think what will be nice for us, and I think the test of uh, on how we're going to grow um, as far as bringing a fan base in will be these Saturday games yeah. and the Friday yeah. games. Because now, you know, people don't have to. Because, yeah, we, we have the families that come in, and that's great. Um, but when you look at the supporters group and you look at the element that want to hang out with the supporters group, mm-hmm. well, a lot of those people don't necessarily want to go all out on a Sunday afternoon. So I think this, this yeah. now might allow us to market to not a different crowd, but a, a, an extra crowd. Mm-hmm. Well, and uh, yeah. hopefully it jumps. Yeah, sorry, well, no, I was just going to say, like, Jamie and I were close to the same age. Like, can mm-hmm. you imagine being in your early 20s, going to Clark on a Friday night, and then walking directly to Jasper Ave? Right? Yeah, so yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. On a summer night? You get yeah. yourself into some trouble. <laughs> yeah. I think you'll see the staff doing that after the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday and, yeah, night. I think that's one of the things people talk about is they, they go to the match, and if it's on a Sunday, they, they go home after, right? It's yeah. A gr- it's a great chance for FCM to sort of begin the night for them, yeah. right? So, well, that, And that sure. was back, at, back in the day, 2011, 2012, 
Granted, they were Sunday nights still, yeah. but we'd end up, we'd all end up at one of the local local watering holes, like the Pint or Hudson's, whatever it was back then, mm-hmm. and we would close those places down as mm-hmm. a staff. But all the fans would be there too, and so yeah. you start to get to know the guys. And it's brilliant. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. And, and last year, really, I thought I thought last year was a turning point for the club as far as the atmosphere in the stadium. Yeah, and. Uh, no matter if the crowd was a big or a small crowd, the atmosphere was growing. And that atmosphere, along with what we do marketing-wise, that atmosphere there, if you can get a person to one game when they experience that, they'll be at a second and a third because it's going to be a blast. Mm-hmm. And they'll and, tell the That's too, right. right. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's our, the hope. That's yeah, the hope for sure. You know, and, I mean, Mark, you're, you know, you're obviously involved in supporting a lot of sports, as am I. And the one thing that, and maybe you can jump in on this, but I, I like to believe that our sport is so different than, say, going to watch in the Oilers. And uh, and I, I, by the way, I love the arena, and I love watching. Uh, I love going to watching a live game. But you're told when to clap, and you're told when you can clap. And, and there's almost an etiquette to not being too loud at, at the wrong time. I've heard and, I've heard horror stories about yeah. what they do to people who do cheer in the stadium. Well, I mean, we so, harken back to remember the first uh, first days of podcast. We talked about the supporters group, the Southsiders for the Vancouver Whitecaps, yeah. went to a Canucks game and were asked to leave. Yeah, yeah. escorted. Same happened they were to the SG with the Oil Kings. They well, really? uh, they, got they were told out. to leave and kicked out. So oh. unreal. Yeah. Again, that's not the clubs telling them to. Get no, no, out. of course it's not. The, the ushers and the ushers. So we're the one sport where you can. Actually, go and be your encouraged, an emotional yeah. fan and a passionate fan, mm-hmm. yeah. and go all out and, and just enjoy the enjoy yeah. the two hours. That yeah. you're and there's a lot of exciting stuff happening too. Like we started the supporters council, which is we had our first meeting a couple of weeks ago. Where What's that all about? So we were able to get together the guys from the ESG, um, the English guys, the Rovers, and even a couple new groups popping up, uh, Latino groups that just. Um, have sort of made Edmonton their new home and they really want to get involved with FC Edmonton because a big part of their culture is supporting their hometown team, right? Mm-hmm. Edmonton immediately becomes their n- new hometown and that is synonymous with supporting your local team. So they want to get out, um, make more events just to get uh, their whole community out to support the team. Um, we talked about the ways we, uh, we as a club can support the Edmonton Supporters Group and the Rovers and all the, others group, uh, the other groups just with ways we can help grow their fan base um, and just get more people into the stands. So nice. um, a lot of exciting things happening from that we, perspective. We should have so. each, uh, a member from each of those groups in on a podcast and let them fight it out to who's the... Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I have yeah, no problems no with that. I have no problems with that at all. the sports are supposed to be fun. Absolutely. Right? You're yeah. supposed to be able to... It's an escape from reality. Yeah, it is yeah. an escape. You want to be that yeah. fan, that fanatical person that yeah. loves your team and your, your the sports within that. Well, it's kind of what we talked about earlier. I think a big percentage of being a fan is just being a fan of your team. Right? Yeah, of like, course. I identify as a blank fan or something yeah. like that. And that's yeah. a big part of being a fan. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, even, like, we've been talking about the CanPL and, you know, the teams don't exist yet, but their supporters groups already do. We exactly. were talking about Halifax. They got the Halifax Wanderers. Shout out to those guys. Yeah. Um, you, in Winnipeg, you got the Winnipeg Battalion where they, right. they're already having supporters meetings talking about wow. what their plan is. Oh, yeah. and they don't even, they don't, they don't even have a, yeah. they don't even uh, have there's a, a supporters group in Hamilton already. They don't already. even have a league. Well, that's like yeah. Indy, right? That's, uh, that's like Indy before they had a club there. Yeah, we the went to Brickyard. We went to some convention there. The Brickyard is what? 8,000 Strong now yeah. or bigger? It was insane when we were there. It was unreal. They, they took us all out to the to the bar after, but we didn't we didn't, we didn't buy one. No, day. they uh, <laughs> their supporters group, the Italian uh, Brickyard. They actually funded all the um, NASL coaches and staff. Um, 
uh, a free night of drinking. And yeah. that, uh, be, that's actually something I'd like to recommend our supporters group <laughs> here in uh, Edmonton. That's a good point. That's a good point, JP. <laughs> yeah. um, there's a few more questions that, that have come in. Do you, do you want to hold up? We'll take a quick break and come back to some of those questions. Well, let me just go to a new segment after you come back. Though. Fair enough. We'll Fair enough. Yeah, we'll one is actually... One is, is is directed to Mark, believe it or not. Uh-oh. Wow. Yeah. yeah, this one's from, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Taylor Swift and I follow each other on Twitter. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yes. so Taylor Swift has sent me a, a question here. Yes. Just, so she wants to know when you're going to stop using her photo cutout um, to, to express your... Appreciation uh, of you her. want to talk about what shirt you're wearing right now? <laughs> I, I, I didn't even plan to wear my Taylor. Shirt. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> wow. oh the yeah. amount of questions I've been asked if that picture is real or fake over the last four years. Probably the question I, I get the most. Do you have a picture with Taylor Swift? You have never. Is that is it, never it was his Twitter seen photo? It? No, 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 come on. It's a phone. Here we go. It's yeah. there. Yeah, that was about yeah. a few years ago. I have beat that picture into the ground. I've tweeted it so many times. That's when I was younger and had hair. Look at that. That's oh, fantastic. Let me, let me see yeah. that. Let me see that. So, so if you haven't seen it a little bit there. There's someone else in the picture I had to crop out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so is that actually, we the can set deal? the record straight. The that's real the real deal. deal. Real that is on the not record. a cardboard cut. I'm telling you, that's awesome, man. Taylor Swift, my claim to fame is Katarina Witt. I, I've got a picture <laughs> oh, with me that's fantastic. in the Whitecaps office <laughs> with Katarina Witt. That's fantastic. Taylor Swift, come on. picture thousands of times. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I would continue to do so. <laughs> Katarina Witt was a figure skater. Oh, right. Back in the 80s. Yeah, did a Playboy centerfold sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't autograph that. Do you still have a picture? Okay. Uh, somewhere the I The Playboy did. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he has it in his I was going to make some comments, but I won't. <laughs> so, to answer your question, Taylor, I will never stop tweeting that picture. There you go. There you go. That's good. what it's all Doesn't about. Doesn't our yeah. AT, Jose Jimenez, doesn't he have a picture of oh, him with Kate uh, Beckinsale? Kate Beckinsale. We ran into her at the uh, airport in Toronto. Yeah. We were going to a championship game. Unreal. And she's there. And, like, you know, a bunch of guys walked up and got their pictures. She was great. She was fantastic. I know. She is fantastic. She is fantastic. She is fantastic. She is fantastic. <laughs> Have you noticed that whenever you slag him about being single still, uh, he repost that picture that, that, that yeah. ends that, up being his, his Facebook yeah. profile yeah. picture really you know uh, here you go get me on a podcast I'm going to vouch for our boy Jose A because he's going to be on next week he is coming on next yeah. week and, and B because I was actually uh, we went out for lunch in between sessions today and uh, he met someone what? Yeah. See, well, breaking he, news. Go he, on. Well, he met somebody. He saw somebody he'd like to ask out. So, oh, oh so well, they whatever. Never it's nothing, man. It's, we're talking Jose here. Come on. Jose yeah. sees somebody he wants to ask out like every five minutes. Oh, he was speaking he never to does her. Ask him out. He was actually speaking to her. Though, no, so. you surprise yeah. him and get. That's like that scene from Dumb and Dumber. She actually talked to that me. That would be funny. Exactly. You know, what? Uh, uh, yeah. Mark just gave a great shout. Suck me right in. Bring her onto the cast. Oh, wow. Have her walk in behind. Let's do that. Let's do that. And on that. Happy note, Jose. We are going to uh, take uh, yet another break here on Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. More questions, more stuff to talk about, and we will actually get to the goalkeeper coaching eating pie in England during the FA Cup. We'll be right back. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're going to get back at her here. Last segment coming up, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Uh, we've got Mark Majot in from TSN 1260. And I think our uh, ratings just soared. I think, I think they've gone through the roof. Yeah. That, that, the combination of him showing us 
the uh, famous uh, picture of him with uh, Taylor Swift. The readings are up. That's just me going in, hitting refresh over and over. <laughs> That's all it is. That'll suit me fine. <laughs> That's all it is. So we, we alluded to talking about uh, the pie instance yes. or incident. Uh, that happened during the FA Cup. It was an Arsenal game versus uh, Sutton yeah, FC. Arsenal. Now, what level was Sutton at? They're, they're like league. Conference north or south? Yeah. What? It's semi-professional. So semi-professional. Yeah. They're all, uh, and, 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 I mean, you look at their backup keeper, who was a very large-sized man. He's the backup keeper slash GK coach. Uh, obviously, because of uh, not GQ coach, GK yeah. coach. <laughs> There's a yeah. huge, huge difference straight. between the two, <laughs> yeah. but um, obviously, I don't want to say obviously because there's been they got there. There was a fifth round. It's the fifth round, right? Sixth? Is it Isn't the it? sixth round? It was the fifth. Fifth to get into the sixth. Liverpool's out, so I've not paid attention. Oh. <laughs> Leicester's out now. Leicester. Who's that getting knocked out Leicester's by? Out. Leicester got knocked out Millwall, by uh, Millwall. Yeah. Millwall. Yeah. Yeah. Ten man Millwall. Ten man Millwall. Sut- Sutton was the lowest, and then Lincoln was also in, I think, the same yeah, league. Yeah, well, you, you play Lincoln next. Arsenal yeah. plays so Lincoln. So they play next, Sutton, they? and then they yeah. play Lincoln. So, they so got who did Lincoln, Lincoln knock off? Uh, Burnley. Yeah, they actually okay. knocked the Premier League. Wow. It would have been it would have been really cool because if both of them advanced, it would have been two non-league sides in the quarterfinals. That's never happened. That's before. never, never happened before. Never once. No. Well, that's what we have and, to talk and about. Burnley got game. knocked out. We're playing Burnley. There you go. There's a so, connection. So it's close with Arsenal. Oh, it's closer to <laughs> conference sides. Pretty close, yeah. <laughs> wow. I've been on the Arsenal train the last couple of years. I was trying to find a new Premier League team to root for. Look no further, uh, Michelle. Look, look no further. Do you know Welcome why that makes total arms. sense to me? Because Yankees? Because you're a Yankees oh, fan. Okay. You're a Jets fan. Well, oh, yeah, all right. The Yankees. <laughs> that, that's the evil empire. That's not what Arsenal that's is. That's why I don't cheer that's for Manchester United. Yeah, I don't cheer for Liverpool sure. because they're sold by Fenway, right? Fenway, yeah, John and that's right. Of course. And hopefully they'll sell them soon. Actually, Arsenal's playing Liverpool, I think, on the 3rd or 4th of March Ooh. coming up here. Huh? Could be a barn burner. Back to yeah. the pie boy. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this guy ate pie. So, no, but now it's funny because you see the guy on the bench, and he was obviously, it was after the third substitution. So he knew he wasn't coming made. into the game. He knew he wasn't going to be coming into the game for any reason. And there he is on the sideline, monging down on a And pie. he's not just yeah. nibbling on no, the No, no, he's inhaling no. it. He's in love with this meat he's, pie. He's in, yeah. in love with and uh, inhaling this meat pie. Now, apparently... From what we're uh, hearing from our uh, newest Jamie rival here, or not, you're not a rival. What the hell am I saying? If I learn the <laughs> English enemies? language, are we enemies I, now? If I learn the English language one day, I'll be able to. Say you want to go? <laughs> but uh, it, not, there were some actually um, bets that were taken on whether he would eat on the bench or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so enlighten us. So apparently, he knew uh, there was a company called Sun Bets that offered the odds of eight to one for him to eat a pie. On on camera <laughs> at some point during the game, and uh, obviously he did. Yes. Um, and he said after the game that he knew about the bet, and uh, I haven't seen anything about him putting money on it. But um, obviously the FA is very interested in, in, in what what's he going said. Oh, yeah. I feel like, uh, I feel like our it. friend was at the tail end of his career anyway. So. <laughs> I would uh, he's uh, so. forty six. <laughs> yeah. So Wait, what do you mean forty six tail end of the career? <laughs> what's he on about? 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta say, <laughs> as a backup so. goalkeeper, I guess yeah. is what I'm yeah. getting yeah. at. Weighing 322 pounds at six yeah. foot two. 322 pounds. Most of it's yes. muscle, to be fair. Yeah, it's all yeah. muscle. Yeah. In the well, muscle exactly. and meat pie. Pies are high in protein. <laughs> if he knew about those odds, though, I would be pretty angry if I bet against that, though. If I knew that he knew that they were odds. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a, it could be a problem. Yeah. yeah. It, could it, could be, a problem. it could be a huge problem, for sure. And I think, he, well, didn't he? And then the, the latest rumor is that he's resigned from the team, or he was he asked. He was asked. He was yeah. asked to resign. Yeah. And he understood. He said he yeah. understood why he's being asked to resign. And I've also Never apologized for what he did. It's hilarious. I've also seen pictures of him at halftime in the pub. In the what? was it a pub or is it their of that game? Well, yes, that of that now. game. He was yeah. in his blue shirt upstairs with people having pints. <laughs> I'm gonna this say guy's, this. this guy's a classic. This is a classic. Right now, I will not vote for him on Dancing with the Stars. He has That's, taken a bit of a name for himself. You know, totally. Know. He has, and he's done it that way. I mean. 15 minutes of I'm not a fan. i got to say, I think it's... It's a mockery it, about it. It's an amazing right. tradition. Yeah. Yeah. It's tournament. disgraceful. England loves their big guys, even Akin Fenwa. He uh, yeah. was a Wimbledon, Wimbledon yeah. player, helping them get promoted. He's with Wickham now, just a massive Massive. Man. He's what, huge. Massive striker. Yeah. What would you He's do huge. if you saw one of your players having a pie? i kick him off the bench. Yeah, like just straight up. And They'd be gone. Yeah, like that. Yes. I think even a kit man having a pie on the bench <laughs> is kick-offable. Yeah, like, I just think it's during the game. It's a professional game. I think it's disgraceful. And you know everyone's game. watching. Like, it's 2017. <laughs> How many hot dogs have you had on the bench? I'm not yeah. admitting to having any hot dogs yeah. on the bench. You will send academy kids to get your free hot dog and pop at halftime. Oh, but I have it in the dressing room. I don't come out on the bench and start horfing hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You got the, the, zooming in as the yeah. gaffers try to high five me, and I got mustard all over me. Yeah. Sorry, gaffer, look at my jersey. Oh man, yeah. you should do that. There was also another FA Cup game this year. Um, there was uh, another. I think it was the Lord Division team. The manager, the camera goes to the manager, and he's vaping. That's the same team. Yeah, same it's team. Same it's the same team. team. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. Are you kidding me? I'm, no, I'm serious. That's I'm disgraceful okay. again. Get them all out of there. I wouldn't let them back in next year. Yeah. I seriously ban them from Was the FA Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was something, yeah. yeah. I, I was if, that, if that's the same team, I would ban them from the FA Cup. Well, the fans, I mean, I saw a bit, the, bit of that on social media, and the fans were calling him a legend. Yeah, they were saying that the manager was a legend, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's wrong. Um, I want to go back to Liverpool for just one second. Oh, sure. wow. I don't oh, like please, Liverpool, man. but I do like Klopp. Yeah. How do you feel about Klopp? I love him. Like, I love really, him. He is one of the most gifable coaches right now in soccer. No kidding. Hey, those faces are just yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, it's funny for me, Mark, because I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his training habits go against what I believe. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's a difficult one for me. But, no, I absolutely love the guy. And, I mean, what I love most about him, outside of the passion that we see during a game and the emotion, it's, it's actually how much he truly loves his players. Yeah. That's, and, uh, yeah and the players love him. Tell, and the players love him. And, and I think, so for me, that's what makes him a great manager. Yeah. Obviously, his style of play and the the gang impression and all that they talk about is just a high press um, all over the pitch. These players have to be fit for that. I, I think he runs his players into the ground, which is why he, we're at, I'm probably at odds with how he de- goes about yeah. development. But um, yeah, I just I, I I think I think relationships is the relationship between players is the same as when I when I teach relationship with students is actually more important than pedagogy more important than what you know if you if you can have a relationship with your players or students and they and they have that say and they have that knowledge that you actually care about them they they do anything for you and uh, that's what he has yeah, yeah. 
which is good. Well, we're going to move along from our uh, little uh, chuckle at our friend eating the pie. The pie did look good, though, to be it fair. Did. Oh, it, yeah. and it looked large. It was yeah. Solid, yeah. solid pie. I've been at those uh, those Premier League games, and the pies aren't very. They aren't, he must have had that specially made that pie. You think so? It had to have been. Unless you're a vegetarian. Most of the ones we've had, <laughs> like the ones we had in Scotland, weren't that big, were they? Remember that we were in that uh, one booth watching a match. Were you there? Yeah, I'm I'm sure you, you didn't get invited I didn't have a pie. <laughs> oh, oh, that's right, that's right. You didn't have a pie, but <laughs> no. they, they weren't. They weren't. Wait, what booth did crap. you guys get invited to, and where was I? I don't know. I was stuck and, in the Rangers uh, administrating. No, 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 no. This, this, no, but this is actually a great pie story. So they bring out they the, the one of the. Uh, wasn't a director of the club. It was like a but, supporter, but uh, no, it wasn't who ran the He was thing. like, yeah, he was running. He was, he was an one of the guys that helped. The club. But, yeah, uh, he brought in a couple plates of hot pies for everybody, and um, so Dita had a pie, and then uh, there was one pie left, and Colin had yet to show because he was talking with other directors in the booth, people he knew, and Colin showed up for his pie, and Dita had already <laughs> eaten his pie as well. <laughs> so, there, so there was a good pie story. Okay, so <laughs> I, I don't mind the pies in Europe. The, the pies in Europe are pretty tasty. Sorry, Gaffer. Okay, not as good as the turkey burger from first round, but... Uh, no. no. Shout out. Shout out to... No. Shout out to first there round once again for their food go. and their beverages and the lovely lady serving us the beverages and said food. Yeah. yeah. All right, NASL. So NASL. NASL. Or, our, or our preseason. Yeah, let's talk about let's, our preseason. Let's go our preseason first and talk a little bit. fantastic so far in my it's, mind. Uh, what are we? We're in the week two yeah. here of preseason. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we've actually gotten into small-sided games and larger-sided games of uh, seven-a-side. Uh, keepers are now in the mix as far as the, uh, the games go. And uh, it's looking lively. It's looking lively. For those folks out there that are listening and that are wondering what type of a team this is going to be, uh, I think you're in for a treat. I think there's going to be some really good things happening by the time we get back from England. This team's going to be firing on all cylinders. Didn't it seem like to you guys like this was going to be a high turnover year, and then now we look at it and there's really four new players? Yeah, with uh, probably one more to join. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, I think we all thought that. I thought, uh, I think we're all expecting seven or eight new players this year, and we didn't see that come in. Yeah. Uh, what we did see come in, though, were players that were prepared for training camp, for the most part. Yeah. Um, but there's some guys that look awful fit. There's there's players that look hungry. Um, some of the some of the small-sided games, just the intensity levels of the way they're playing, uh, it's unbelievable. That, that for uh, me is the, terrific. That, yeah. And that's yeah. one of the biggest things that I've noticed is the intensity of the yeah. small-sided stuff. And uh, the tenacity at which the guys are playing at, the skill at which they're playing at, mm-hmm. some of the touches and, and movement of the ball has just been fantastic. Yeah, and you already look at, uh, you know, we're obviously returning three-fourths of the best back line in the NASL last year. And, um, and I think we've actually upgraded it. Yeah, added another yeah, one. I we, think we've so upgraded too. there. And this is, again, I don't want... I'm not saying anything negative about X because X came in and did us a turn. He did. Yeah. He was a good player. Yeah. Uh, Nate's a different player, and uh, but he j- he does give us something a bit different. And um, defensively, he's he's a warrior. I mean, this he loves to defend. Yeah. And uh, he, he's a pro. Uh, he's pushing the other players to be better. He's he, he's he's going to be a he's going to be an unofficial team captain, and uh, because he's a real leader. Yeah, yeah I, I can see that. Can yeah. definitely see that. He's yeah, a, he's so, a big guy in the community as well, which is great. Yeah, his, fantastic. He's worked with the Players yeah. Football Association in in England. He's oh, been, I didn't know that. Yeah. If okay. you do a little bit of research, he's a big guy into getting the, the like. Obviously, he's of English descent and Indian, so of he's course. big into getting more. English Indian players into the game. He's nice. been nominated for a bunch of awards in that regard as well. Mm-hmm. So 
He's a big community guy. And even yeah. when you look at, um, he was uh, at the FC Edmonton fan shop a day after getting off the plane. I was just going to say, I, I picked him up from Norway. And the and next he was morning, ready to I'm go. seeing on the whatever internet thing it was, there's a picture of him and an FC Edmonton kid yeah. at some Amazing. Amazing. Less than 24 hours he after getting out. off the plane, yeah. he, was, That's pretty amazing. he was doing yeah. player signings, yeah. which Brilliant. is great. Well, looking forward to having him in the mix, that's for sure. He's, you know, I think uh, we should do it yeah. because, I mean, you're right. I mean, watch, sorry to interrupt you, Doug, no, but you were talking about these high-intensity, small-sided games happening for two hours a day at, at Commonwealth Community Recreation Center. We should put our, our training times out there and invite people. There's a beautiful, you know, aquarium to look into to get a really nice, up-close view of, of some really high-quality football that's going on in this city. So, yeah, yeah. And, and Jamie, ex- get, that, get on we, it, man. We, we can make that happen. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Get look. on that. That's and, great. And let them know that it's an extremely warm venue and wear shorts. Oh, they are piping it into yeah. that place. Oh, oh, I just lost 15 <laughs> pounds, which I could stand to lose a couple more. Oh, come on. You? At least you have hair. Fit as a fiddle. Fit as a fiddle. That's right. It's the lack of sleep. But no, getting. I mean, the preseason for me this year, I mean, we're working with a bunch of professionals. It's, yeah. uh, the attitude is, yeah. is, 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 is fantastic. Um, and, and I think uh, everybody's actually looking forward to, to the UK trip coming up because yeah. we've got some really great competition. We've talked about Burnley. Uh, Wigan, Stoke City, Newcastle, some great competition. Yeah. We're talking about the yeah. U23s and reserve teams, but still, it's a quality t- huge, type thing. You're gonna, huge. And in all those yeah. mixes, you always find one or two of oh, the seasons. There's going to be players, players coming into injury, the mix. Players need minutes. Yeah. We'll expect to see that. Exactly. And yeah. we should mention that we're also working on some nice uh, 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 friendly games against the U of A. Yeah. yeah, before we go, uh, that's before the England trip. We're hoping to get two games uh, full field, obviously with foot field being dome now. Hoping to get two games in against them before we're before we're off. Which will, I mean, because we don't want to go into that first game in England uh, yeah, and not having not played, having played 11, eleven v eleven because uh, it, it could be a detrimental thing. I think it's. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm frankly excited to see. Uh, uh, what, I mean, I didn't know I'm your not, name was Frank, but uh, the, yeah, nice. <laughs> surely Frank you must Lee. Have known that. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing an organized 11 v 11 game with these guys. I yeah, I don't I'm really looking, care what the score is going to be yeah, at the end. Of but course, I I'm looking forward to just just watching some of that, some of the six v six and the movement off the ball, guys getting into different spaces that, and it's honestly it's spaces that we didn't really see a lot of yeah. our players exposing last year and starting to see that in training. That's going to be. I am fully excited for that eleven. And we've seen some high quality goals too, like just in some of the some of the, oh, for sure. the sessions. Yeah. Like they're scoring sure. some great goals. And, sure. and how about from a keeper's side? Oh, from the keeper's perspective, we got a new I'm, guy, Chris Kanopka yeah, in town. Kanopka's actually and Nathan came he's in impressed fit. me quite a bit in 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 the way he handles himself, the way he speaks to the other players, the way he organizes his back end as far as you know shape and all that sort of stuff. And uh, and and more more importantly for me, not only him, but the two other guys, the Tyson and uh, and Nathan, who have come in ultra fit, totally ultra fit. Yeah, ready to sure. play for sure. Uh, Nathan's impressed very much. He's, he can tell he's focused incredibly. on on yeah. the job at hand for yeah, sure. Very much so. Yeah. So as coaches, how frustrating? I'm not you don't have to name names. But how frustrating can it be when an athlete comes into camp out of shape? You have very. one job in the off season. Is that fair to say? Uh, it's job? totally fair 100%. to say. Totally. Like just one job. Yeah. yeah. That's and, it. and it's yeah. and it's it's frustrating as as all get out yeah. to the and, and they pay for it. They do pay yeah. for it. Trust and, me. And, and some of the ones that didn't come in to shape at the moment are, are paying for it with being asked not to be part of what we're doing and just do fitness. So I think things have changed when twenty years ago 
even 30 years ago, you went to training camp to get into shape. That's yeah. right. Now for, you for have sure. to show up in shape yeah, this, and then this, add a new level. That's yeah. why you do a yo-yo test pretty much day one. It's to, to gauge where you're at, and no, you're absolutely right, Mark. And at the end of the day, when you're when you're a paid professional, and, and your job in life is, is to kick a ball um, for 90 minutes, and that's your job, uh, and you yeah. train two hours a day max. Well, yeah, um, and I don't want to belittle because I mean these are these are for the most part we're talking finely tuned athletes that that are very professional. I don't necessarily that have a diet. That I, have a yeah. you know a, they don't a, a just train those living. two hours. They of have course. to train outside. You know, there's more of that to that, but the expectation is, and I think Mark is absolutely right. That uh, no matter what the sport is, um, you always expect athletes to show up fit. Yeah. I can imagine and, it's yeah, very frustrating when it's yeah. not the case. And like like you mentioned, like you said, guys are coming into this camp looking hungry, looking ready to yeah. go. You Absolutely. got guys that are looking to improve on their seasons last year. You got guys that are looking to fight for first team spots. Um, they're just looking like they're ready to go for yeah. sure. I mean, you can you can equate it to to showing up to your shift. And not being prepared yeah. for a show. Like any job, and, really. Yeah, having yeah. zero guests planned out and, uh, you know, you having, having a show those... in August. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, honestly, it happens, yeah. though. It, it happens does. every so often. And, and, uh, and, you know, hopefully you get to a point where you can almost have that, road, you know, speed dial in your head for who to call. Oh, God, oh, God, no, yeah. no guests today. No guests. What do I do? What do I do? Yeah. But you'll have that speed yeah. dial and people you can go to within the city. But, you know, it's the same with us. If guys don't show up ready to go, they're... It's, it's disappointing. It is disappointing. It's a long road to get back yeah. to where of, of the good books and Gaffer's good books and Jets' good books. And, and that's the trick. With, with, any, with any staff member's good books, I mean, you have to hopefully be there because you, it's your job. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, any other place in the world, if you showed up and you weren't ready for your job, well, you, you, you could very well be fired. Yeah. See you later. There's a really good coaching rant by Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs. His team wasn't ready to go, and he said, if a plumber's not ready to go, he probably gets fired the next day. Yeah, it's agreed. no different than being an athlete. Yeah, it's totally. no different than being yeah. an athlete. No, that's a, that's a great show. That's exactly what it is. He probably has the best um, on-air moments of, of any Possibly, coach in yes. the game, any game today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is one of the yeah. best sound bites. Yeah. You know what was actually what yeah, pretty good. Steve Kirk, the Warriors, he's getting close, but Pop yeah, is still the... Pop is the. He grand talks a bunch of yeah. politics and stuff too, he doesn't does, he? Yeah. It's not just about. Oh, no, he says stuff. his mind. Yeah. And yeah. intelligent. He's not just. Right, right. He's not, not just spouting off. Throwing everything off. Yeah. He clearly thinks about it. And, and you need more yeah. of those kind of personalities in your business. Now. Yeah, especially. Sure. Now. Yeah. It can be quite boring talking to these guys. Definitely. On a totally different track here, guys, I want to give a shout out to uh, Alan Koch. Who just all yeah, of a sudden well got himself? Uh, he's now the head coach of uh, FC Cincinnati. Uh, say hello to Daryl Fordyce. And for say, us. Oh, I've, I've said the same thing to him uh, to say hello to Daryl Fordyce. But uh, guys, already what, scoring goals for them. Yeah, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah, But what I mean, what a thing to happen! Though. A nice you, one against OKC. You, you you go into uh, a, a place with a, a job, scouting and and being an assistant coach, and yeah. within a couple of weeks of uh, preseason or a week of preseason, you're now the head coach. That's, that would throw you would it throw you for a loop? Well, maybe not. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just I'm just I'm just thinking you, you know you're you're mentally you're prepared for one thing and then you have to shift gears for another. That's almost just, honestly that could be um it could be a blessing in disguise, right? No, you don't sure. have a chance That's to right. stress yourselves. Yeah. No, you, I think you're right. Over prepare, you yeah. know, you just go in blindly and hope for the best. I think I think you're expectations right. Expectations are lower. You know, I think that as an assistant, I think that um, hopefully as an assistant, especially if you've been an assistant for a while, that you have the mentality that, or that you, 
during your time as an assistant, you're preparing yourself to be a head coach. For sure. And I think just like every player that plays at a Division Two level, mm-hmm. any sport, hopefully is preparing to be a Division One player. And I think that same goes with coaching. I think that when you when you come through coaching, ideally, if you're an assistant, at some point, you know, you, you, you want to make prepare yourself to be the head coach. And, yeah. Uh, again, Allen, though, it, this shouldn't be a stretch for Allen because he was head coach of Whitecaps, too. Of course, another so, USL franchise. So as this well. won't face him. He'll yeah. be, yeah. Just take it in stride and away you go. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. You know what, guys? I, I think we're out of time here. We're, uh, we're going to wrap things up. What do you think? Oh, I'm, I'm looking over at you. Oh, well, that means I have to go home and work. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all have to do that. Mark, I want to thank you so much for coming down and being Thanks a part of this. Me. This it was, was a lot of fun. I hope you have me on again soon. Oh, well, yeah, well, not, not, a, not a problem. Come back. You're, if you're, well, you're more than welcome. We're going to we're gonna back, check so. the ratings first. Okay. <laughs> if you want to on your basketball show, I'm sure we can touch base with something. No, but honestly, guys, this was a lot of fun. I support everything you guys do. I'll be there at Clark this summer. You guys on the kids. Awesome. It's great. It's a great atmosphere, and I do encourage if you haven't been out there, check out a game. Seriously, I've heard you on the radio saying that. We yeah, do I'm, appreciate I'm it. Yeah, like, just appreciate get out there and check it out. You'll be. They'll win you. Trust. Yeah. It's great. Awesome. Thanks, Thank Mark. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. I want to thank Jamie for uh, for coming in. You're going to be in here more often than not, anyway. Yeah, I'll right? be around. All right. Well, so going forward, uh, he's now the he's now here. He's he's now the man. This is uh, this is the thing now. This so is my got, Tuesday uh, night. Try, try and figure out night. Facebook Live if you don't mind. <laughs> if it's not too much, trouble. yeah, yeah. Maybe you, you've got a week to do it. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. That, that'll be a, not that it's you have. Like, I'll, I'll do you one better. I'll do you one better. I'll I'll get off the phone and we'll do some something bigger. Okay. There you go. I'm ready for something bigger. I might have to get a haircut. You might have to get a haircut. That wasn't all that dissimilar to say on like an athlete showing up after. Ah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. I, so, I think I think I kind of I, I threw it at Jamie last minute as far <laughs> first as session. You always mail it in, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so on behalf of Andreas Morris and uh, Jeff Paulus, thanks guys for as always being here, uh, and our uh, our guest Mark and uh, Jamie. Thanks everybody for listening out there in the wonderful internet world. Uh, show will air next Thursday. You know what? I've got one thing I forgot to mention is season's tickets. You got to get your season's tickets for the season upcoming here. First home game is April 8th. Uh, you can get your season's tickets. And if you get them uh, before the end of February, which I'm sure this will air before the end of February, I believe. So uh, make sure you get your season's tickets because you get, you'll, get you'll get your FC Edmonton third jersey. If you buy four season's tickets, you get a VIP parking pass, which let me tell you. That's gold. That is gold around the stadium uh, during game days. But you know, the better than that, you'll get to enjoy the atmosphere, as Mark was talking about, and uh, all the fun that goes along with uh, FC Edmonton games Friday nights, Saturday nights this year. Huge. It's going to be huge. All right. So on behalf of the First Round Sports Restaurant, always a pleasure being live from this place. This is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, signing off till next Tuesday. We'll see you. Official podcast of FC Edmonton.